and welcome to Someone Should Make This, a show where we do the hard part of coming up with great video game ideas and offer them up to the world. My name is Danish. I'm Jeff. And I'm Matt. And today we have a very special guest. Dan Wyland from NetherRealm Studios is here. Hi. Hi, Dan. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We've been trying to get you on for a while. I have a fun story about Dan. Oh, no. That I just want to right off the top. Uh, we were hired on the same day. It's true, we were. We sat in a room awkwardly together. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Signed some papers together. I think we got our photos taken together. Did, I, feel, I never got my photo taken, actually. I, I feel like we got photos taken, but I never saw the results of oh, the that's, photography. That's right. Yeah. Maybe it's because we were embracing. That could have been it. That was, You know what? That was probably it. I like to think that you guys were competing for the same job. And they couldn't decide. <laughs> and they couldn't yeah. decide because so you guys were so both so awesome. And they just hired us both. I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's not it. Definitely. Unless we they couldn't decide because we were both awful. So let's hire both of them. <laughs> <laughs> that that makes sense. Totally. Two halves equal one whole, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um so Dan, what do you do at NetherRealm Studios? Well, I'm the lead body animator for our cinematics team, uh working mainly on the story modes. So it says here in my notes, and I, I don't know if this is true, but You've worked on some pretty big cinematic games, is that correct? Uh, I've worked on several cinematic games, that is that is correct. Including, I think what you're getting at, I think the thing you're looking for is that I did in fact work on SOCOM Fireteam Bravo 3 for the original PSP. Oh my god. Oh yeah. shit. That's, yep. that's what we've been... Wow, that's yeah, really good. That's why yep. you're here today. Thank you. I, I'm glad yeah, you're here. Yeah, that's probably why you were hired. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, not Uncharted 2. No. Definitely. Dan just will not stop talking about how he worked on Uncharted 2. Every every time I have the opportunity, I bring it up. It's true. Yeah. It's it's your Harvard sweatshirt. <laughs> yes. It's exactly what it is. And we hold it against him. <laughs> um, so, Dan, have you heard this show before? I have. I've listened to it uh, every episode, I think. What is your favorite pitch you've heard? Um, let's see. Well, my favorite episodes are actually the ones that start off and they, I think that all the ideas are total garbage, which is... Um, it, all of them. It's not all of them. It's so some far. of them. But they end up, over the course of the episode, uh, being really, really good. Um, like, even even the most recent episode with the uh, Battle Royale um, Missile Command, I wasn't super psyched about it at first, but then, like, by the end, I was, I was totally on board. I definitely wanted... I, someone should make that game, is what I said to myself <laughs> as I listened to it. So, uh, it's... It's always enjoyable to hear you guys kind of take ideas that are just small or sometimes gigantic in scope and like really find the fun in them just through talking with each other. Yeah, well, we're going to try to do that with yours. I can't guarantee anything, though. I'm really, I'm honestly nervous that this is going to be the first game that somebody pitched where at the end you just say, no, I don't think... Oh, that would not be the first. I've set that bar so fucking low that no one will ever hear it. (laughs) Good lord. It has been wiped from the (laughs) face of the earth. It was almost the name of it. can do worse than what I've already done. I'm just saying, from my side, listening, you know, not being part of the the production of of Someone Should Make This, everything you guys come up with ends up being an idea that someone should make. So I'm just... you know, just a little nervous that this will be the time that it doesn't happen. I appreciate that we got a guest on the show to come on and pat our backs and tell us how good we are. But I think you're about to realize what you're dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so do you want to go first? Absolutely. I'd love to. 
my idea is um, based on an old TV show that I imagine you guys have seen or heard of, perhaps not, uh, Sliders. You guys remember that show? Slider. Vaguely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the premise of that show was um, there was a group of people who, for reasons that I cannot quite remember, traveled to a parallel dimension. And while they were there, they were supposed to jump back after a certain amount of time. Like the device that allowed them to travel between parallel dimensions had a timer on it. But because of some imminent danger, they flipped it early. And because of that, the whatever GPS coordinate tracking system on their parallel universe handsets uh, got thrown out of whack. And they found themselves sliding. Huh? From parallel universe to parallel universe in an attempt to find their way back home. Okay. So it's a little bit of Lost in Space, a little Quantum Leap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so what was interesting about it was that every time they jumped to a new universe, they had a new timer. And so they had some amount of time before the, the vortex or whatever would open back up in the location that they had arrived in. And then they would have to make a decision of either traveling through the vortex or staying if they thought they were home. And so the idea for the game would be there would be some some amount of setup on the front end where you're just exploring the world, getting to know this world that your character is a part of, getting to know the people that your character knows. Then a similar dimension jumping event happens and you are now in a totally new world. And while you're there, you have a timer. It could change from universe to universe. Uh, It could be a couple of minutes, it could be a couple of weeks, and you have to determine, am I home or not, and then decide to either jump through the vortex to go to the next universe, or stay at the universe you've arrived in, thinking that it is, in fact, your home. What determines whether it's your home? Is there a series of checklist sort of things? Well, the, the specific mechanics are unclear. From my previous listening to this podcast, I felt like that was an okay place to be. As far as bringing a pitch to the table. It's a safe bet, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the idea I had was that it'd be, it'd sort of be almost a detective game where you are uh, talking to people, going to places in the world that you are familiar with, and then making a determination based on that, whether or not you are back at your home or if you are in a different, slightly off parallel dimension. So like... Who won the World Series last year? Or uh, I remember like the dumbest one in Sliders was like there's, they found an alternate world where red means go and green means stop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like okay, genius guys. That, that sounds <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're desperate, just stick stick <laughs> with that one. So yeah. first thing you do at each world you arrive in is check the traffic patterns. Once right. you've yeah. got that figured out, then you're good to go. Um, yeah. So in the show, it was. It could vary drastically, right? Where you could arrive and, you know, Germany has won World War II. And maybe it's not immediately evident, but throughout the course of the show, they would figure that out. Um, or it can be way more subtle. Like, the, the actual only one, the only one, like, thing I really distinctly remember from Sliders is it was like a stinger at the end of a season or something. And they arrived at what they thought was home. Everything looked like home. And uh, Jerry O'Connell said, he's the main, main actor in the show, he said... Uh, you know, if we're home, I'll know it because this fence, the the picket fence in front of my house is Oh, my squeaks. God. I totally remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he goes and he tries it out and it doesn't squeak. And then he's like, nope, this isn't it. And, and it was a world that they jumped to that had they had like 30 seconds to decide. So it was a really quick, like we have to just decide really quickly. 
And so uh, he tried it. It didn't squeak and they jumped. And then like his dad or someone came out and like he had a bunch of tools and stuff and he like sprayed some uh, WD-40 on it or something. He fixed the fence? Yeah, he had fixed the mm. fence. And so that's another yeah. sort of mechanic that I wanted to, to work into this is that, you know, every time you jump, time is progressing in your own world. So, you you know, just because you know where you left off doesn't mean where you land is going to look exactly the same because maybe, uh, you know, the main character's significant other has moved on since they've been gone. And so they, they're living with someone else. So just because they're living with someone else, depending on the amount of time you've been away, um, or right. they, it's it's a different dimension because they're, they're not with me. So can I ask real quick, um, and, and I don't mean this to be sort of a, a stab at your pedigree, but <laughs> oh would gosh. you picture this as an Uncharted-style linear <laughs> experience that's that's Are you trying to make Uncharted driven? again? Because this sounds exactly well, like Uncharted. Have I mentioned that is... you're a treasure hunter? You're a treasure hunter? <laughs> you often encounter some supernatural elements to your explorations? What I'm kind of getting at is like you could... I can see this working really nicely as a uh, as a linear experience where you're really crafting the story that's being told through this. But then I can also see it almost more like a not a party game, not an arcade game, but something in that area where it is kind of like a like a guessing game or like a clue style experience. So what, how do you picture that? Originally, I had pictured it as sort of a narrative like a, a single player narrative experience where it is sort of a crafted tale that you're go, you're moving your way through the kind of problem that that has is that the most interesting thing about this to me is the decision making of is this my world or not do i jump or not and so if it's a single linear narrative then that that choice is sort of a fake choice like right because the player just waits until until it's obvious yeah. Yeah, yeah right so Ideally, it'd be a it'd be a situation where there's some sort of loop that allows you to make the wrong choice once in a while. In the original in the slider series, if they chose incorrectly, they would be stuck there for 30 years, is what it said, which seems a little extreme to me for a video it's, game. It's a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it made the high high stakes for the show, but I was thinking if you had it on a shorter time scale for a game, then it would it would make it progressively more difficult to tell if you were in the right place because time can right because everything's move. moving on right, yeah, right, right. so cool. maybe it's a year maybe it's you know six months i don't know some amount of time and then in order to make it not a fake choice um in addition to that that time continuing while you were gone then there would have to be multiple endings so if you were able to correctly get to your world relatively quickly then you get maybe the best ending but if you um guessed wrong a bunch of times then you end up with maybe maybe you never make it home and that's just the end that you get or maybe you make it home but everyone you've loved has died or gone on or whatever how do you make it so that it's not repetitive Mm -hmm. so you let's say a scenario is you wake up in a suburban white picket fence sort of neighborhood and you're like okay this looks familiar now what do i do what do i check you run around check things okay that's the same, that's the same, that's the same. Okay, that's different. This probably isn't it. Let me jump. Okay, again, mm-hmm. I, I'm back in the same place. All right, let me check this again. Let me check this again. Like, how do you make it not repetitive? That is a very good question. Um, how is the show not repetitive? Well, the show's, the show's not... Well, uh, depends on who you talk to, probably. <laughs> Don't they slide into, like, a different person or something? Yeah, you're thinking that's of Quantum, quantum leap. leap. 
which oh, is my pr- bad. pretty adjacent. Um, definitely yeah. those two things uh, get confused in my head quite a bit. Did I, I think I pitched a Quantum Leap game in the past. Or maybe that was not an aired episode. I don't know. I remember pitching Quantum Leap. I think, but whatever. Maybe, I think you did. Uh, like I said, I've listened to every single episode. And I <laughs> multiple times. Multiple times. I mean, which is crazy. Yeah, I have an we, we do have like hidden secrets in every episode if you really pay attention. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's how I got on the show. larger game just spread between each episode yeah someone should make this is actually the game that we've all wanted to make yeah this this Mm -hmm. podcast is frog fractions three spoiler (laughs) alert everybody everybody knows now what i was getting at is that instead of there should be multiple objectives so the ultimate objective is to figure out whether it's your world or not but sometimes it's immediately obvious that it's not your world but you have to just survive until the portal comes yeah okay so this is this is where i was kind of at i was i was trying to think like what if what if rather than having an overall timer that you're trying to beat while you play, what if you actually have to stay in every area for X amount of time? And maybe maybe it's not even time. There's some sort of like puzzle you need to to solve within every area. So hmm. because the one thing I'm thinking is like, what if what if you jump into an area and it's like, oh man, everybody's currency is uh, rockets and the <laughs> the gravity's super low and it's super fun to be there but it's like nope I gotta get out of here soon like that sucks that it's like a wasted world where hmm. you could have fun in there and like like do crazy mm. things so what you're kind of describing is the quantum leap style where when he every time he jumped into a new world he had to he had to help someone before he could leave it okay so man it just sounds like a better show I mean I, it was <laughs> a way better yeah show. I think it was objectively a better show for sure um we're get, do you guys get a lot of a lot of email because you're gonna get so much hate mail from all the sliders fans i imagine but yeah i think i think if you you could combine the two so maybe some some universes you should jump into are on a on a timer where uh you have to either survive some sort of difficult circumstances for a certain amount of time or you only have so much time maybe it's a very similar world to your own and you only have a l- limited amount of time to make the choice and investigate and then other situations maybe it's an extremely long timer or there's no timer at all but you have to solve some problem uh, or puzzle or help someone or something before you're allowed to jump to the next world so you know what this is is actually a it's it's a roguelike meets a uh, warioware yes meets mm-hmm. Yeah, but and, a, a little more complicated than like WarioWare. Like, yes, like, oh, obviously. Make the like toast a, go uh, into the face. Like your <laughs> yeah. nose hair. Well, you know, I'm I'm kind of picturing this this blend is is not so much a WarioWare, but like Mist meets Hitman almost, like hmm. like with that puzzle solving, like being a a main part of the game, but then also having you know these kind of living breathing vignettes. That you pass through. Let me throw. Okay, the Hitman thing kind of sparked something. The, th- the thing I love about Hitman, I've gone on record that just like I love the clockwork world of it, and you you play it over and over again. It's it's Groundhog Day, but just like in the meta, like fictionally, you don't repeat the day, but in the game you are, and you kind of know what's going to happen. But what there's no reason why the sliders really can't also just be Groundhog Day. Like, what if there's a loop until you solve it? And then you move on to the next one. Well, so here's what I'm here's what I'm imagining. Imagine you start this game and you are presented with basically this giant spider web of nodes, and basically every single node represents a different uh, reality or whatever we're calling these scenarios. Universe or um, whatever, yeah. 
Slider hole. You saw the slider hole? <laughs> Perfect. Slider hole. Oh, is, Perfect. Yeah, that's the one. Nailed Enter it. the slider verse. And, okay. And then, uh, anyway, you, you select one, and it's like, oh, shit, uh, Hitler's in power, so let's go kill him. And so you go, you kill him, and I guess basically whether you succeed in your task or not sort of dictates whether you're going to get sort of a clue of, or maybe you get sort of a heat map of. Oh, like which where, way to go? Which way to go within oh, that awesome. node. That's yeah, great. so then you yeah. can kind of zero in on the world that's closer and closer to yours. So there's sort of like a, uh, maybe you can only slide so many times. So, you, you know, you, at the end of it, it's like, you know, you've got five slides left. you got to really try to zero in. But as far as like a time limit, maybe that is more within the individual areas of like the WarioWare style things that you need to solve while you're there. All right, what about this? This is a slight, uh, slight, deviation of your idea which i love the spider web thing imagine the spider web is exactly the same depending on what you do slider you can either web. go the slider, slider, web. slider web yeah yep perfect uh you can either go you know up or down or left or whatever the different directions of the spider web it's the slider web and uh instead of working your way toward the center which is definitely yours what if it was okay yours is somewhere here so it's almost like playing battleship mm-hmm. where you have to just work your way around the slider web to just check things off, and if you eliminate all of them, then you, and you see, okay, there's one node over here that I didn't hit yet. I have to work my way over there, you know? Yeah. Okay, so that totally works with what I was going to say, which is what if instead of having a time limit per world, maybe there's a global time limit. Maybe you have 30 minutes to play this game. I think part of me just doesn't want timers at all. Yes, I I agree. Because if if I do find myself in like a super fun, weird world, like you want to play in it, I want to. Yeah, I want to. I want to be able to kind of mosey around and see like how these these weird new effects are are presenting themselves in my hometown or whatever. Totally on board with that. Um, So, like, what kind of uh, like puzzles or or situations is it all going to be conversational or like environment puzzles or like how are we how are we seeing that? It would be cool if there was, uh, like, you know, if you take any AAA game, like, I, I, for some reason, I keep going to The Witcher in my in my mind because it's got mm-hmm. like a really good selection of different kind of quests that are going on in that game, where where right. it's like, you know, most of the time it's like, oh, go kill this monster, go kill that monster, but every once in a while you go to kill this monster and you find yourself kind of wrapped up in the story where like, Oh, that monster is actually my dad who got like poisoned by a witch or whatever. And right. You get to choose. Well, I, I don't care. I'm a witcher. My job is to kill monsters. I'm going to go kill them. You know, maybe there's, maybe there's a selection of a few different things that generally will pop up or, you know, maybe a dozen. So like in a single playthrough, maybe you won't see any or at least not very many repeats of the different scenarios, but mixed in there are going to be, you know, larger story-based things that are a little more like set PC to to make you feel like you're on the right track and mm-hmm. doing things a little more interesting. Yeah. Um, and what if there's a, uh, a serial killer that's also hopping dimensions? Oh, oh. now we're okay. on to something. <laughs> okay, and every like time the serial killer is able to kill his parallel universe double, he his gets target. stronger, but, but so do all the other No, okay, it's, it's Jet the, the one. He's... he's Trying to kill himself in other dimensions to get stronger, but every time he does that, it like locks out part of the slider web. Hmm. Okay. And you have to solve, you have to stop the crime to bring the slider web nodes back so that you can do your job. So that that's interesting because one thing that I was thinking is if you're trying to get back to the world you know, 
as the player, you, you're not familiar with that world yet. And that kind of solves the problem where it's not so much getting back to the world, it's it's solving some sort of metatextual you know, issue. Yeah, I guess that's kind of a good point that you don't know where you're starting from. Yeah, and that's something I, you know, if you're going with just sort of a linear narrative sort of thing, the kind of one of the problems with the idea is like the whole first act is going to have to be like a just establishing this world that you're going to have right. to like heavy rain style yeah heavy rain or light, life is eggs. strange or whatever um you know where you spend a lot of time just getting to know people before before you that could be cool though. yeah yeah and it, it could be like because then as you remix them you know you have a you have like a touchstone right of like that guy was an asshole but now in this universe he's like really friendly so like this can't be the right universe and yeah, actually building up some character work would be pretty fun in that way. Yeah, it's, that's something Sliders actually didn't do. No, because they just dropped you right in the action, like right out and, of the gate. Well, you never got to know anyone. I think they did it a like, lot through like flashbacks, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, um, maybe. Where they would just they would show something from you know Jerry O'Connell's memory, like that time he was in the apartment with all the cockroaches, and then <laughs> come back and you'd be like, "There's no cockroaches in this apartment. This must not be my world." That sort of thing. Do you remember the Quantum Leap episode where he jumps into his dad and this problem he was having to solve is spending time with himself like as a kid? Being a good dad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That, that is crazy. That destroyed me. Yeah. That destroyed me. Um, anyway, so, do you, so I, I, I kind of agree that I think uh, some light dialogue options, character development, that stuff is, is going to be impactful as you traverse uh the different dimensions yeah i think that'd be that'd be cool and that'd also give you so like i like where it's heading i like i love the slider verse i like where that's heading uh and i i kind of like we got a bunch of different threads going here no pun intended but the like the serial killer angle if each each slider verse had a particular person of interest kind of bringing the hitman stuff to this right we're like Mm -hmm. you have to go talk to that person in order to figure out if this universe is you, your, your universe or not, or, or even if it's mm-hmm. not, we've kind of gotten away from like deciding if it's your universe, if maybe that person just gives you a clue as to which direction to go in this, in the slider verse, whether that's like a gamey thing that it just kind of mm. like locks off some nodes, or if it's like a dialogue based thing where it gives you a, a contextual clue. It's kind of like that movie, uh, frequency where as the chat, cause it's like a time travel movie, but in parallel tracks at the same time. And then, Anytime something happens in the past, the guy in the present like forms new memories, so he gets like flashes of things. Mm-hmm. So that could be a mechanic of like you get flashes of like universes where you need to go, yeah. and that might help you direct toward the right you know node. I like that a lot. And the direction, like kind of the directionality of the slider verse, is cool because it could give you a vision of a world that you totally know is not your world, and it has some wacky, yeah. crazy stuff going on in it, but you still need to head that direction. To get to where you're going, exactly. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta I gotta go through the universe with a giant, thirty foot tall ants. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay. Got got two ideas. One, maybe this person of interest or, or place or object that you need to find and interact with has some sort of like interdimensional residue on it, and so you're actually tracking this residue through the slider verse, trying to find the cause of this anomaly. So maybe not a serial killer, but maybe there's like somebody that's been going through and fucking shit up with maybe without knowing it. Second idea. So that's more like time cop. Yeah. Than, uh, yeah. And then second I'm idea. Not against it. What if it's you? It. What if you're chasing yourself? Ooh, twist. 
there, there's <laughs> there's games and movies that both do that, and I can't tell you what they are because that would spoil it. So I'm not gonna say anything. Oh, thank I'm you. I'm just gonna say yeah. that's an okay idea. Thank you for your consideration in that regard. It was infamous. No, oh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like I like that idea of like kind of following someone, getting clues, going that direction. If you wanted to have the serial killer angle, maybe the person of interest isn't still a serial killer, but you have to beat them to the person of interest. Like you're both heading for the mm-hmm. same person, and if they get there first, then it it takes you off the trail, so to speak, and you you have less knowledge about where to go next so that would be sort of a way of introducing a timer element but without like a literal timer you know what else would be cool is if uh if you kind of had the option to chase the killer or get to the person of interest first and depending on what you're doing you get clues as to wherever the next the other one is yeah so it's like a trade-off like the person might die but you'll have new information right or like well more like more like the the person of interest is your ultimate goal to save them, and you can you can spend your resources. Maybe that's more of like the easier track is to spend your resources trying to get to them first. But the harder track is to try to follow the killer through these through the uh, the slider verse and track them in the giant web, mm. which is going to be way more complicated, and you kind of risk uh, being like one step behind them the entire time. Yeah. That's so what's the payoff for that then? Because th- th- it feels like there would need to be a bigger payoff for doing it that uh, way. Secret ending. Ooh, Ooh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> Man, this is really good. I like this idea. This is good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well done, Dan. All right. Yeah. I think someone should make yes! this. Yes. I think we did. I someone got should it. make this. I was super worried, but you guys said it, so. <laughs> so much I mean, now it's official. It's funny that we say that at the end of every idea. And I like the idea that yours would be the first time we didn't say <laughs> Somebody should not make no this. No one should Someone make this. Should nobody. Make nobody. Nobody. Yeah. No, this is really good. I mean, this is kind of one of those games where I wish I wish we made video games, guys. God, I, wish I, wish, I, wish I, made, I wish I knew how video games were made. Yeah. I know you got to download uh, like an Unreal and a SketchUp. Yeah, if it's not real, like, how do you have it? I know, I don't, none of it makes sense, man. Stream it. Stream it. it. Yeah, that makes sense. If you get the cloud, you can, that's the first step to making games, I'm pretty sure. All right, well, that was awesome. I I definitely uh, think that was one of our better ideas. Maybe we should have Dan on more often. Oh, he can take my spot. He can take my, (laughs) how about Dan, how about this idea? Uh You just take over the whole thing. Just a one, me, Matt, and Jeff, just kind of take it easy. Yeah, we just take it easy for a couple weeks, you know? I don't know. Think about it. Just think about it. Just floating the idea. That's all. Now, Matt, you have an idea that solves the single greatest problem with open world games that really cuts to the core of what's wrong and just totally blows the doors wide open. So why don't you go ahead with your idea for this week? Okay. You know how you know how it's it's a joke. First of all, <laughs> so what's the deal when you, when you're playing an RPG and you have to save the world, and they're like, "Oh, dude, there's this like meteor coming, and you gotta you gotta stop the meteor from coming." And but at the same time, you're like, "Well, I'm not high enough level to fight a meteor, so I should go do side quests to stop the meteor." So you go out and you talk to a farmer, and the farmer's like, "Hey." Uh, my son went missing because because there's a bear and you need to go, you know, here's the bear's cave. It's over there. Go fight the bear, get my son back. And you're like, okay, cool. Side quest. I'm going to go do that. But on the way, 
uh, you're you you come across uh, you know maybe some guy who's trapped under a rock, and you're like, okay, cool, another side tra- side quest. I'm gonna go do that. But then all of a sudden, like the king from town shows up, and he's like, hey, what the hell are you doing? Like this is my idea. <laughs> he shows up, and he's like, what the hell are you doing? There's a meteor coming. You said you were gonna solve it, and now you're just like moving this rock off this guy. So my idea is, you're playing in any given RPG, and you you know you sign on for the grand quest, which is you know the, uh, stop the meteor from hitting the town or whatever that happens to be, and but obviously as any game goes, you you can't do that right away. So you go and you do other things. So in this living breathing world of an RPG, which is not a new thing, right? Like ever since uh, uh, what's the Dreamcast RPG game where people lived out their lives and did all this Shenmue, Shenmue, yeah, just like Shenmue or uh, Zelda sixty four or whatever. Everybody kind of has their routes and their daily routines that they go through and and they do all these things so if i'm if i'm moving a rock off this guy and uh, somebody else that i have accepted a quest comes across they're literally going to be like hey dude what the fuck you're supposed to be solving my problem and now i catch you out here doing this so the whole mechanic that i'm trying to uh trying to pitch here is consequences consequences but trying to like trying to look busy like trying to look like you are trying to solve the problem when all you're really doing is grinding up your level so that you can later on solve the problem. That's my idea. Someone should make this episode over. Awesome. I'm going to bed. That's the number one problem with Fallout 4. Is it like, I have to find my son. No, you don't. No, you don't. You're doing a bunch of dumb shit. Yeah, you're going to go find hats yeah. and you're going to go uh, explore these things. And like that's stuff the player wants to do. I think it's 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 awesome when yeah. I want to go exploring and I want to go into uh, vaults and find stuff. But what if somebody what if somebody consequential walks by and sees me doing this stuff? Um, I, I then have to sort of prove to them that I am still trying to. How about this? Oh, oh, man, I totally got it. I totally got it. Okay. You are the little devil on their left shoulder, okay? <laughs> so the guy is supposed to do this noble thing, but you, the player, are this little devil guy, and you're like, don't you want to play tennis? Don't you want to uh, run a taxi? Don't you want to make money on the side? And then, like, you convince him, and then you get to control him and do those fun things. And then, meanwhile, like, the character is, like, Becoming more and more distraught, like my son is out there, and then your dad. Oh, like, so this is the, the literal so. dad. You're not even the guy that the dad hired. You are the dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as the player, you're the you're the <laughs> the distracting devil. Uh, yes, the, the poor man's navi. That's, that's what, once you've gained direction. enough influence. Oh, the poor man's navi. I love that. <laughs> that's good. And the guy, the guy hates doing this. The guy is like, um, he's a saint. You know. He's like from the movie Upgrade. Like he's like, no, please. And he's like breaking pots. And the devil's like in taking control. This is great. This is great. I think someone should someone should make this. I absolutely love that. That's so good. Okay, so I will close out the episode with mine. It's gonna be quick. It's uh, it's kind of funny. It's kind of along the same lines where it's sort of more a joke than anything else. But I think could be a fun mechanic. So uh, my game is. NPC simulator. And what you're doing is just going about your business. I you're think like I've at had the this grocery idea. St- I'm so happy. I feel like right this now. might be a game. Yeah, uh, maybe. So basically, the, the point, though, is that you're like doing something very mundane, and then another game invades your world. So, for example, um, so let's say that you're, you're in the gym, you're working out, all right, and you're just lifting weights, you're going through your routine, maybe it's a little 
dumb, you know, button mashy game where you're lifting weights. All of a sudden, a portal from hell opens up, and these cyber demons come out, and the you know uh, Doom Slayer comes in, and it's like, oh shit, Doom has invaded my little like weightlifting. And session. you have to go turn the the music to like something good because our gym plays. <laughs> Fucking the worst, music. the worst music of all time. <laughs> you got to slam in that Doom soundtrack to get the oh, Doom Slayer yes. pumping. Yes, exactly. Like he's having trouble because they're playing uh, the Beatles <laughs> yesterday. This is a true story, by the way. They play yesterday at the gym. It's crazy. Well, so then, it's so crazy. then, in order to to accomplish that goal, you've got to go find the nearest record store. And comb through, <laughs> comb yeah. through the selection. Uh, well, this like, battle is going on uh, at the gym. Yeah. No, the other way you can go with it is that you have to help the Doom Slayer. So you're like, you're picking up like 15 pound weights and like chucking them at the cyber demons and like stunning them and stuff. And so whatever you're doing becomes the game that's invading. So Doom is one example. Like another example would be a fighting game where you're doing something and you're out at the park and suddenly like these two fighters show up and they start beating the hell out of each other and like throwing buildings at each other or whatever. It's like some superhero shit. And you're like, oh my God. And you have to like get out of there and survive. So. It's again. We're kind of going back to that little WarioWare touchstone, where it's like uh, you're dropped into a very mundane thing, and then another popular game invades it, and you have to either survive or fight with the protagonist, or fight back, or something. That's basically. This would be a good party game. When you first when you first pitched the idea and you said that you're a guy in a gym, I was like, I was thinking to myself, what kind of NPC just hangs out in the gym, and then. Like, there's definitely, like, Zelda NPCs who are like, oh, I'm fucking jacked. I'm going to teach you <laughs> yeah. how to be jacked. Go climb that mountain. So it would be cool if, like, if you're, if, like, whatever you decide to do in the game, you kind of get to, like, set up your routine for the day. And if you are the kind of NPC oh, yeah, that yeah. wants to go to the gym, the the player character could actually, like, come to you for some kind of training. And I, I'm trying to I'm trying to work oh, out shit. how this would work where you actually do train them to do things and depending on how well you do, they might do better at their quest. No, check this out. That's perfect. You're, you're totally on the right track. Okay, you're planning out your day. All right, I got to go shopping to groceries. I got to go to the gym. Then I got to go pick up, you know, my kids at the daycare or whatever. And so uh, you go to your grocery store and then, you know, doom happens and fucking hell spawn. And like, and sometimes, Jesus sometimes Christ. doom just happens. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes doom happens. And you're like, Jesus Christ, I barely got that alive. All right, I'm going to go work out. And then, like, this fighting game happens. Like, what the hell is going on? And then, like, everything that you do, something happens. But you plan out your day. Like, let's say you play the game again. It's like, okay, well, if Doom is happening at 10 a.m., <laughs> then I'm gonna, I want to be at the gym so I have something I can fight back with. Or, oh, you know, it's like little maybe you like plan puzzle out your day. solving to figure out what element of oh, your mundane day yes, exactly. is best suited to deal with the, whatever chaos is going to drop in. Because the game yeah. happens on the on the on the hours of the clock, but wherever you're at, you get to leverage mm-hmm. that to help you yes. with the game. I like that. Right. Exactly. So maybe it's it's like a mixture between like the Sims and a roguelite. Kind of. But then when it when shit goes goes down, then like it just turns into a full on action game. Sort of like those old click and click and point adventure games, you know, like uh, LucasArts stuff where there's always some weird thing you had to find that in a really punny, silly way, helped yeah. helped you achieve your goal. So, you you know, maybe you don't get it right away, but if Doom shows up at the grocery store, it's like light jazz. If Doom shows up <laughs> at uh, when you're picking up your kids, it's like 
a baby shark, but if you do it at the gym, then <laughs> yes. Doom shows up and it's heavy metal, and you're like, this is per- this is well, what Doom it's a meets. regular gym. Yeah, sorry, not, not, right, right. Not, not our gym, gym. not our gym, <laughs> no. a regular gym. Yeah, it's yeah. like some hard, you know, some heavy metal yeah. or something. That's like this is the fit. This is what Doom was missing. Every other time he showed up, he died because Kenny yes. G doesn't uh, help you. Okay, I see what's happening. So here. good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so your your scheduling is actually what allows these other games to succeed. Yes. Is by Finding well, I'd say it's it's not like a binary thing. Like it will help you. Like you can do it. You can still do it, but it's gonna be harder. You still have or to if you figure, participate. Right. Yes, and maybe like okay, you don't have the music, but you have these like uh, dumbbells that can help you, or or whatever. You know, if you go to the grocery store, you can go to the cleaning aisle and make like acid, or I don't know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, common. It's a it's a little bit. Um, what's that zombie game? Three sixty. Oh, dead. Um, uh... oh. Dead. dead rising. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little dead rising where you can, you know, have access to certain things in certain locations and mix them. Kind of like you're saying, like the LucasArts thing. And if you're at the school, you can just throw shitty children at the demons. Because <laughs> if they're full, they won't fight. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It works. Sounds appropriate. <laughs> so, I, I think someone should make, make this for sure. Yeah, someone should make that. I also yeah. think uh, someone I, should make that. Yay! You well, got I'm the glad. band seal. Very good. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for this week of Someone Should Make This. Thanks to Dan Weiland for showing up. Um, it was awesome having you. We hope to have you back. Dan, where can people find you? Oh. Yes, where can people find um, you? I am on Twitter, at D-Weezy, D-W-H-E-Z-Y. That's it. I would like to add that um, Dan did an amazing talk about the facial animation of Injustice 2 and just Google it. Where can people find that? I think people need to watch it. It's so fucking cool. Uh, thank you. Um, it's on the Anim State website, uh, which is uh, the group that sort of hosts this um, AnimX event that's g- not at GDC, but it's GDC ad- adjacent. They stream a whole day's worth of animation-related talks from animators all throughout the industry um, during the week of GDC. Um, so AnimState.com. Uh, it's uh, the t- 20... Uh, 18, I think, Anim State was where I, where I did that one. But all of all the Great, stuff on there is super cool and super interesting um, if you're into making video games or hearing about making video games. Very cool. And if you have uh, a game idea you'd like to pitch or we hit on something that already exists, you can email us at someone should make this podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Mariachi Entertainment System for letting us use their music for our theme song. Until next week, we've done the hard part. Now someone should make it. This is a disaster episode. Dan, I'm so sorry.